0: we're back with another episode of lakers weekend it's gerald glass we're coming right back at you here from lakers fast break pop culture cosmos where we cover the latest news and trends in pop culture each and every week twice a week wherever you get your podcasts but also as well inside sports fantasy football where we're covering week 10 in the nfl go ahead and join me and chris sardieri on this week's episode as we talk the world of fantasy football Right there for you at Inside Sports Fantasy Football. Don't forget our friend Joe. Good friend Joe. You can find him. ox 1947 at LakersBall.com. Of course, he has a great company you need to support if you're in the Southern California area. Simblates. Simblates with a Y.com. And, of course, our good friends right here. Laker Tom, the number one Lakers blogger that's out there. And, of course, Jamie Sweet, the recent birthday boy with his Five Things articles. Hopefully he'll be joining us today as well. Those guys that can be found at Lakerholics.com. Please go ahead and check out what they're saying today about the Lakers, especially after a brilliant Cam Reddish performance. Go ahead and check it out today at Lakerholics.com. Also, as well, want to go ahead and, Mention some great people out there, including, of course, what you want to go ahead and talk about when it comes to Empire Jeff TV, Daniel Berry Sports Highlights, Lakers in Five, and the John McCallian channel. Support all those great YouTube channels. And speaking of supporting channels, please support our channel with a like and a follow on Facebook, or go ahead and make sure you subscribe today. Hit that little Joe, hit the little Joe with the BDIs right below, Laker Tom. You'll be subscribed to us right here at the Lakers fast break podcast well the Lakers after a thrilling 122 to 119 victory yesterday over the Phoenix Suns head home uh, not exactly the way that they planned their road trip with 1 and 3 <sighs> but it is uh, you know a win for the Lakers heading back home for tomorrow's game against the Portland Trail Blazers so I wanted to go ahead, we can talk about the players and all that, but after a four and five start, after another struggling start to the season, my question is, the spotlight isn't getting a little bit hotter for Darvin Ham and his performance so far this season, because it reminds me of what happened last season as far as him struggling out of the gate, and here today to discuss that, good man indeed he is one half of the tag team duo that you find on lakerholics.com seven days a week it is laker tom the number one lakers blogger that's out there laker tom great to have you here dante also great to have you here and everybody else in the chat also as well the best lakers chat room that's out there the lakers fast break laker tom i put the lakerholic spotlight on darvin ham because in recent days the Whispers and the shouts like last year fire ham, fire ham, fire ham. This time last year got almost as loud once again with fire ham, fire ham after that disaster in Houston. Your thoughts on Darvin Ham's coaching so far before we get into the players and what's going on with the team for the Lakers this season?
1: Well, I've had my differences with Darvin in the past, and I have to say that. I've been pleasantly surprised that while he doesn't make the decisions that I think he should make as soon as he should make them, he ultimately seems to get to the right decision. I think many of us want him to go big. You know, it it seems like the team plays better when we go big. Mm -hmm. And whether it's three guards or, you know, the players that he's given by uh, Rob Palenka, you know, he Darwin likes to go small. Um, I thought we saw some signs in the last game that were really important um, because he made a, he made a move on the bench that was kind of a gutsy move because he pretty much benched Austin Reeves much the same way as he benched Russell Westbrook, um, for the good of the team calling it not a demotion, but a realignment. Um, and I think that the, what's surprising, and we talked about this before the show, that something sort of clicked in my mind once he did that, because it's it's a move that, it's a move I didn't want to make. You know, I was actually recommending that they bench Russell instead. Russell's the short-term contract, Breeze's a long-term contract. But, you know, Breeze, Breeze has experience has experience coming off the bench and he's also you know very adaptable he can play with almost any lineup so uh, it made sense and and um, the second part of that whole equation is why is Reddish starting and I think and why is the move to Reeves to the bench I think what what I'm seeing being done and I like it a lot because I think it I I think it's one of those situations where Ham is taking it step by step by step but the lineup that he's ultimately going for is going to be a big three lineup with with hopefully jared vanderbilt and cam reddish as the two guard r- rotation um and that is a big lineup if you eventually follow that with wood or hayes starting at center and and prince going off the bench then you're looking at a lineup that at least before the trade deadline is going to be russell Vanderbilt, um James, Davis, and let's say Wood, although I think he could even start Hayes. And, and there's a reason for doing that, just to, to give to give Hayes those those uh uh minutes that that he used to get in the 2020 championship team, where you know those went to DVL McGee, you know, and or eventually to you know to Dwight Howard. So I think that the Lakers are making moves to Go big and go defense first. And I think that, um, hey, it paid off wonderful. Um, we saw a game that was just almost miraculous, the way that the Lakers took the lead in the first few minutes of the fourth quarter. Um, we saw we saw LeBron come and repeat that same move that was so widely criticized of passing to a wide open uh, Cam Reddish in the corner. And this time, like, LeBron said would happen. Reddish canned that three that sealed the game. It's interesting that that they called timeout in order to get three points because of this whole point spread. I guess is part of the tie breaking situation. It is. It's a tournament, you know, and so instead of a one twenty two to one sixteen victory, we have a one twenty two to one nineteen victory on probably the most simple play that almost every team runs, which is that the inbounder steps inbounds and shoots a three. And we didn't cover that at all. That was terrible defense. Um, But it was an inspired, you know, I thought what was interesting about it is that it was a great balance. D'Lo got to start. Reeves had to come off the bench. Reeves got to finish, and D'Lo sat the fourth quarter out and rooted for him the entire time. Ran over to congratulate Reddish on his three-pointer to cinch the game. Uh, that was that was the kind of win that just, re-ins- just reinstalled the faith that we had after all of the trades this summer and so forth. And now we're looking at you know we're looking at a seven-game stretch of of games that we should win. We could actually end up being eleven and eleven and five after the next seven games if we really could put it together and and perform, you know, and I think part of that is getting healthy. Um, we had great games from Achimura, We had great games from Wood. We had great games from Reddish. Um, those are the kind of games that we really needed. AD still struggled a little bit, but came through in the fourth quarter when we needed it. Yeah, um, you know, it's I still believe very strongly that the five out is not a good offensive set for us simply because we don't have anybody of the five guys that are out there that can beat their man off the dribble and go all the way to the basket. You know, a young LeBron could, the current LeBron we have, you know, can do it if he can run over somebody. Um, but you know, Reeves, Reeves, and Russell are not those kinds of players, and and we really don't have the Dennis shooters and the guys who can who can attack the rim and and you know are almost impossible to stop one on one in a five out. So I think eventually we're going to see more more four out um i thought too that the switching over where we just moved three guys to the other side of the court and let Reeves and and lebron run two-man game that made a big difference that was that was a lot of what was happening and and playing with size you know we had we had lebron and ad and reeves and then two of four big forwards that you know that ranged from six seven to woods six eleven you know so you had we had a lot of size out there and and still basically tied in the rebounding situation. So it wasn't like, you know, we were dominating anybody. But it's a first step in the right direction. We got to win. We're facing seven teams now that we should be able to win seven games in a row, making an eight game win streak, if you will. Um, and hopefully this, we won't be looking at the situation that we were last year. A few wins and all of a sudden things will look a lot rosier. And as to the original question, I don't, you know, yeah, it's yesterday, I think, was the anniversary of Mike Brown's firing. Uh, I think that brought all of this up. But, you know, I don't think that Darwin Ham is in any danger at all of being fired at this point in time. Um, And I do think that one of the reasons is that even even though Darwin has his own opinions and sometimes we may not agree with them, uh, the thing I think is important about him as a coach is he's always been open to his staff and the front office talking to him about certain things. And I think he's he made a move that was really his own move to bench Reeves and start Reddish. And and, and I do think it is a placeholder for Vanderbilt to be the starting shooting guard going forward.
0: Once again, it is of course. Lakerholic spotlight. The spotlight is on Darwin Hamm. So go ahead and join us each and every time out at Lakerholics.com, where the guys go ahead and go back and forth on whatever the issues that are laying down at Lakersholics. You know, just record it there for you. The Lakerholics are right there for you at Lakerholics.com. And also here today, good man indeed. He is the recent birthday boy and a guy who, uh, I tell you what, he's Rushed back in after swim practice. It is a good man indeed. It is Jamie Sweet, aka Yami Swoot, aka Admiral Akbar. Jamie, <laughs> great, to, great <laughs> to have you here, my friend. Uh, talking Darvin Ham. The spotlight's on him before we get into the players and all that stuff going on. The team, another four and five start tr- struggling. Basically, is what I'm trying to say. Year in, year out, so far with Darvin Ham. Uh, after the disaster in Houston, a lot of calls for Darvin Ham's outing once again, as we saw this time last year. Uh, I mean, he did make a change. He yeah. put Austin to the bench. Yeah. It did work out, but I can't expect just, you know, shout out to Riddell, who actually I didn't hear from today as far as his daily complaints against Cam Reddish. Funny, I didn't get to see an email from him today on that. Lakersfastbreak at yahoo.com. But now you shall say forthwith now. Yes, exactly. But but you know, I'm just with Cam Reddish, you can't expect this to be in every game happening. And if anybody does, they are just kidding themselves. But I what I didn't like after the game was Darwin ham's comments comparing the situation with Austin Reeves and comparing him or to Manu Ma- Ginobili sure. and I was I was not exactly thrilled by doing that because it just it's these comparisons that annoy me let the kid play like Austin Reeves he's yeah. not Manu Ginobili Manu no. Ginobili is in the Hall of Fame right this you know you uh, have Austin a- Reeves yes Austin Reeves is coming off the bench for a reason. And they're not of the greatest reasons in the world because of his defense. So I ask you, my friend, Darvin Ham, again, for me, it's been a mixed bag so far. Uh, You know, he's been nicknamed Pockets by our audience and by Joe, just for for obvious reasons. If you understand, he has his hands in his pockets all the time. He finally started finishing calling his timeouts instead of taking him home with him on the bus ride home like he usually does. Yeah. So I ask you, my friend, Darvin Ham's performance so far not been the greatest, but do you see signs of hope when it comes to him this season? Well, I mean, part of the issue here is
2: the tools that he has to work with. We, from the beginning of camp, from the beginning, from the middle of summer, pretty much, I think pretty much everybody on the podcast at least once has brought up how thin we are at the guard position, that we were putting a lot on the shoulders of Max Christie and, frankly, banking on Austin maintaining, if not improving, his level of play out of the gate. And neither one of those things panned out. Christie is, looks overwhelmed. Um, Austin looks like he did at the beginning of last season. He looks a little run down. Some people do, you know, get a lot of juice out of World Cup put, competing against on the international stage. Austin looks like he kind of got beat up a little bit. <laughs> and he's still, still trying to recover uh, from those last couple of games where he looked a little bit more like a mere mortal. Uh, in World Cup in FIBA. Well, it
0: doesn't it doesn't help when every single team's offense is focused around picking on him. Well, that seemed like the first eight games yeah. of the season. and
2: Sam Quinn, I think brought that up in a in a tweet or an article or some such. and I think it's a astute observation. Um, yeah, I mean he's he's your weakest he's gonna be your weakest link on the guard position at defense. even Dlo, I think is a little bit more able to defend at a high level because he's quicker, like naturally quicker. Um, I think Austin has great instincts for defense. His body just, he's not Caruso. You know, people keep trying to compare this guy to Caruso. It's the same with Ginobili. Don't compare him to anybody else. He's Austin Reeves. Caruso is a wizard on defense, and he sells out on every play. Austin is not selling out on, nobody on the Lakers is selling out on every play. That's part of the problem. So we don't have a guy like that on the court. Reddish ain't that guy. Wood ain't that guy. LeBron is certainly not that guy. We don't want AD to be that guy. Reeves ain't that guy. D'Lo ain't that guy. We're that's your that's your first eight players off the bench right there. There's nobody who's diving for loose balls. There's nobody who's throwing Vanderbilt's ball, that guy, but he's not. But he's not playing. Right. Uh, I would love for him to be playing, but he's not. So that's that's to me is the biggest. Everything I look at, every issue I see the Lakers having this early in the season comes down to two things: an over, over, over expecting guys to either continue playoff level basketball or taking a step forward, like a monumental step forward, not just like a, oh, you worked on a spin move in the paint, cute, but like, oh, you went from a a 13-point-a-game score to a 20-point game. That's a huge leap to ask a guy like Reeves to make. Um, Or Reddish, who's never found a consistent role in the NBA to this day. Uh, And to me, I think Ham, I think people are right. I think that they, the front office would like for Cam Reddish to be a smaller version of Vando. I don't know that, I don't know that Cam's got that in him. I, I think that he's, you know, I he had a great game last night. I feel like he gets up against Durant. His two best games as a Laker have been against the Warriors. Uh, one of those was uh, in preseason, I believe. Um, or maybe it was game number. I can't remember when the, the other game was. No, it was a, it was, a, it, was a, it was at Staples when he played like seven minutes of the okay defense. And everybody lost their minds because it looked like he had found figured something out. But then he disappeared for the next four games, and so that that doesn't cut it. You can't just get up for one guy. <laughs> Every there's 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 another game just around the corner. Another another all star player, another potential Hall of Famer that you're going to have to lock up. And that's the kind of focus that Vando does show up with. You know, he doesn't care if he doesn't score a single point, and that's rare in the NBA. That mentality, you can't coach that. You can't just tell a guy to go be like that. People kinda are how they are. You know, Joe likes to rant. We're not gonna tell Joe that he can't rant anymore. Why why would we? Why would you why would you try to, you know, color somebody a different color than what they are? Let them be who they are. Let them be the best version of who they are. And I don't know what that looks like for Cam Reddish. I mean I think that ultimately what we'll see is either Prince or Reddish stick in that two spot when Vando comes back and they'll put Vando at the 2-3. And it doesn't matter. They're interchangeable. You, you know, we're just labeling something to put them on the floor. Maybe Vando starts at 2. It doesn't really matter. But I think that because of Reeves, Reeves is basically the second best playmaking guard on the team at this point. It's not Shafino. It's not Christie. Those guys are unreliable. You can't You can't put championship hopes on the shoulders of those two players. You're foolish to try. Anybody is. Uh, that's just that's just that's just ludicrous 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 and so i thought that what ham said was and i get the, the annoyance of the comparison did you know but i think the philosophy is a sound one that you you can't you can't sub out two or three guys and have suddenly have nobody who can make a play and just a bunch of shooters and ad ad won't no it's not feasible and that's what was happening we were either you know kind of close in the lebron minutes in the first quarter or we were getting outshot and then the bench would come in and the lead would either balloon or we would, we would go down, you know, seven, eight, nine points. And then we'd kind of like keep, keep up to that level, but still just always seven, eight, nine, ten, 10, double digit, a little bit points behind. And then it just took a little run sometime in the third or the fourth. And then we were down, you know, 16, 17 points and there's the game. And that was basically how all the losses went if LeBron went out and we didn't have a lead, which we usually didn't, then we, we, we quickly gave it up and turned around and, you know, looked at a deficit so that when he come he comes back, he's working uphill. And this is, this is the problem, right? Like LeBron is the other problem that I think we're going through is LeBron starts slow. He starts the season slow. He starts the game slow. He's 40 years old. He's coming up on 39 years old people like, It's okay.
0: Uh, He scored 27 points in 24 minutes uh, leading into the fourth quarter. That doesn't sound like a slow start to me. But look at his first quarter splits.
2: His first quarter switch, he doesn't usually shoot the ball a lot. He definitely isn't driving to the rim. He's not
0: forcing the defenses to. It's about trying to get AD into the game. I get
1: that.
2: I think, I just think. About pacing himself also. Yeah, I think he's pacing himself. I think he knows that this team is going to need him in the fourth quarter and that he wishes other guys would step up in the first half, really, the whole first half. I think he'd be just fine taking, like, five or six shots for the entire first half, you know, getting a board here, getting an assist here, you know, forcing a man to guard him all the time when he has the ball. But, like, this isn't the LeBron of old. And the the one thing that I think we don't – the one tool in the box that we haven't really used at all, and I only assume this is because LeBron doesn't want to be used in this manner, is LeBron in the post. I do not understand why this team does not put LeBron in the post five times a game and lets him function from the elbow. I I don't understand. That's a coaching issue. uh, It's not just him. It was Frank. It was, it's, 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 it's the last, like six LeBron James coaches. I feel like. And so I just feel like it's something that LeBron. He's only six
0: nine two seventy, so I don't know, you know. Yeah, 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 not not like he's that strong or anything. <laughs>
2: with, 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 with incredible footwork and. Yeah, you know, uh, he's
1: unstoppable in the post. You're right, this, Jamie. And I, I don't.
2: I just don't get it. I don't get it. I yeah. don't understand why this tool is consistently and repeatedly left in the toolbox. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break.
0: Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse.
2: Bring me all of the Star Trek all of the time and I will be an
1: incredibly happy girl. Even if it's terrible. It's like pizza. Bad pizza is still pretty good because it's pizza. Bad Star Trek is still pretty good because it's still Star Trek. That's the way that I look at it.
0: Just let it sit in the refrigerator for a day and be cool. That's
1: it. Yeah.
0: That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show.
2: And the PCC Multiverse.
0: Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your
1: podcasts. We went went through a period where we were playing a four out with LeBron in the dunker spot. And man, that's unstoppable with four shooters on the outside and LeBron down low. Yeah. He was just eating people up.
2: The problem with our new five-out set is, I think Tom was alluding to this a little bit, is that we just don't have... Yeah. Who's going to beat your guy to go to the rim? Yeah, you beat your guy, you got a straight line to the rim. But we also this, don't have good
1: enough shooting. We don't have
2: good enough shooters. We don't have good enough drivers. We don't have good enough right. playmakers. That, that's, well, it's that's, hard to drive when they sag off you it,
1: 15 it, feet because you can't shoot. <laughs> it's
2: unfortunate. It, it's Well, but you know who could? You, you know, it's unfortunate that we took this long. I wonder what we would have done last season with Russ if they had let Russ... Because Russ, Russ, can get to the rim. That's not a problem.
1: Yeah.
2: It's that you don't want him to shoot it once he gets there. <laughs>
1: you yeah, it's, it's, you can get to the rim. The question is, can he control the ball when he gets there? Well, you just want him to pass it to somebody who can shoot yeah, a shot, right.
2: and that 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 would have been he would have been better suited for this team this season. But that's that that ship is. And those left. those
1: are the high percentage three point shots. Are the driving dish shots? That's what I'm saying. So we, don't get, we don't, we don't, we don't, we don't we get, get those because nobody drives. <laughs> or or
2: the wide open shooter clanks it off the rim and so i mean in some ways i feel like this is going to end up being a a numbers game we can't we i don't think we can shoot this poorly for an entire season
1: no i don't think well, we got to play bigger because we need more rebounds we need more points in the paint we're not well i don't think we're
2: gonna to have this many health
1: issues the entire and we're not season. winning the free throw battles like we used to
2: well we're not driving the, that's because we're not generating we're not getting the ball to the rim no. nobody's and getting the, the ball transition the is we're, playing down, five, the... we're playing
1: five out so that we don't get beat on transition off the defense. Yeah.
0: You know? I mean, yeah, well, everybody's behind the line. But that also, Tom, tells you, because of that, two of the things that we did well last season, and this is what frustrates me, is as I've told you, I mean, since you guys have, have known me since the 2019 season, with LeBron, he thrives in transition. Yep. And the pace of the team is down considerably, it's more half-court offense, which the Lakers are one of the worst in the league at, according yeah. to the statistics that are out there, and also the number of free throws. When when you don't have that pace high, you're not getting to the free throw line as much. And yes, last year, of course, everybody knows the key, a big key to the Lakers season was the disparity that they owned at the free throw line at NBA records. So I ask you guys, should the pace be quickened? Should the pace be speeded up? Because again, easier baskets for the Lakers makes a lot more sense. Well, uh, they got to get the rebounds first. That's the yeah.
2: This, this is this all like ties into one another, right? Like,
0: yeah.
2: if you're giving up, if you're connected. Giving, <laughs> oh, they rebound. <laughs> oh, you, wow. would, you, you would hope. I mean, so that's the thing. If They, they did last night Before you run, it's it's, it's a it's a, a it's a it's a good bet that if you are you know leading the league and giving up second chance points. that you're you're not able to get out on the break you you, you can't you you can't how are you getting out on the break you're not finishing the possession on but these
0: spike these big lineups should solve the issue right but they're not
2: no big lineups are doing
1: okay it's the small lineups that are getting killed it's no and
2: and none of the big guys we have other than
1: ad has a rebounder's mentality. Wood is Wood, Wood. a great rebounder. That's that's totally wrong. Wood is he, he's not so far. He's, no, I think
2: he's averaging like five rebounds for the season, and he's seven foot. Yeah. Like, I, I, listen, I, I, I listen. I'm not trying to back. This isn't this isn't knocking on anybody.
0: Dude, well, well, no, the it, it is, not, the anybody, it is not, the not. He doesn't have a rebounder's mentality. He's the, the Lakers top are top. one of the worst rebounding teams in the NBA,
1: Tom. Nobody's yeah. doing a great job rebounding outside right. of AD. No, I know they are, but they that doesn't mean that you don't have good rebounders. Anthony Davis, I think, is close to leading the, lead in the rebound. He's the only. Uh, I, I just said out of outside of AD, yeah, nobody outside.
0: else on the team is is being a good rebounder this season. We're not boxing guys
2: out. We're not putting bodies on. This this is fundamental basketball that we're no, not. In. I disagree. I disagree. I
0: think Wood is doing an excellent job rebounding. I, I, the numbers don't show that. But the number okay. yeah, exactly. The numbers don't <laughs> show that. If what numbers game. are you looking at? Uh, worst offensive rebounding team, defensive rebounding team last night, even in a win, they were out rebounded by double digits. Come on, Tom. It's it's that there's only one
2: number to look at rebounds. Okay, we're not winning them, and Wood is not averaging close to double digits like he has for his career. Granted, not in the same role that he's had on other teams, but those are teams like like with mostly garbage players, and he was the biggest guy on the team, and they had to put him play him a lot. So, I don't, you know, I'm I'm not expecting a lot out of. Out of the the minimum salary guys to save the season, it, it just isn't. It's not feasible. It doesn't work like that in the NBA. And so uh, I, I, they're plucky. They're playing as hard as they can. That's
1: what's working for us right now because it's it is. I know that's why, isn't that's the guys why that we signed for the MLE and the and the BAE who are doing the job. Why didn't they start Hachimura? That's a that's a good
0: question. May, again, well, I think we thrives best coming off the bench though. I am going to get I'm going to give, give Darlington that.
2: Oh well, maybe. That's a, that's a possibility. I think that they're trying a couple of things. I think they're trying to pump Reddish up, game-winning shot, missed it. Okay. It's all right, buddy. We still trust you. You're still going to start. You're going to you're going to solve them. the
1: guard problem is what what the whole issue is. But they can't with the players they have. They simply no, can't, they can't Well they they but they can't they can't continue to play Reeves and I mean he Ham made the right decision to break up that guard tandem because that guard tandem is not good enough defensively to win games. Agreed. And you made an excellent point earlier that I think I want to get back on it, which is also putting both of those guys together in a starting lineup means that somewhere along the line you don't have another playmaker. And you're counting yeah. just on totally on LeBron, splitting that, staggering the two of them. Or I think it really team. helps the playmaking of the team in general. I agree. And Reeves, the thing about Reeves is you can punch him into that second lineup and he could be the key to the second lineup working. So I think Ham made the right moves. And surprisingly, I I think they point to playing bigger. I just wish he'd get there sooner, you know? It's just frustrating. You, you, you want to see those minutes go up because – we're still, our identity still is points in the paint and made free throws. We got to win those.
0: Yeah, we're not.
1: Because we can't count on our three point, better three point shooting materializing. Yeah, not every world, day this team's
0: going
1: to shoot world. 44%. No. So here's, here's. The so thing. we can't give up those two things. And what makes those two things work is playing big.
2: I mean, that's, that's a simplistic, I think that
1: that's a little bit too simplistic of me. If you play big, well, there are other factors, but it's the key. You cannot do that playing a traditional small forward. You have have to play two bigs. You could if the small forward rebounded or like the But look at, look at who you're matching up against. Half of the over half of the teams now are playing two bigs. So if you go in there with one big against these two big lineups, you're gonna get killed. I, don't, I mean, it hasn't mattered who we played, right? The, 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 well, yeah, when you shoot as bad as we do, as we did in the first eight games, yeah, it doesn't matter at all. I mean, it, the, the shooting has been a problem, but I think that, like,
2: the way you win the points in the paint bottle isn't just in the half court. That's a, uh, We dominated in points in the paint because when we got out on the break last season, we were good. And we got out on the break last season because we generally held the team to one possession. Right. We are not doing that this season. No. After all it's we are getting annihilated on the well, offense. and team, um, and it's team
1: on because now they know. Now they're telling game. they're telling all their wing guys, attack every single time. We're not worried about them in transition. We want to well, kill them in the boards. Not, right. It's so how do you respond to that as a coach? You get bigger.
2: But they have. But they have. They've tried that, and it doesn't. It's that's what I'm saying, Tom. And and, and but
1: all of the lineup. If you look at the lineup data, all of the plus minuses, all of the net ratings. Are for the teams that are bigger. They're oh. all for bigs. No, the no, guys no. who are winning, the guys with the best ratings on the team, are Wood. Wood still has the best individual net my, net rating and plus minus on the team. That's a
2: problem because you have better players than him that should be playing
1: better. Uh, well, well, all it's saying is that when he's in the lineup, the team wins. When he's in the lineup, we score more points than the other team. That's what the purpose of the game is.
2: I'm not going to get through the
1: peach basket more times than the other goddamn team. Stop screwing around playing these little lineups and so forth. But that's uh, the thing. I get back to Darwin Ham.
0: Darwin Ham continually wants to go to smaller lineups. Now it may be a blessing disguise that gave Vincent well, out injured because you probably yeah, right? see a lot some, more. Some of, it is, some of it than is Vincent. limited
1: options. Some of it is favoritism of certain players. Um, he he likes, and some of it is a, some of it is favoritism toward defense. You know, why does he like Gabe Vincent? Same reason he liked Dennis Schroeder, point of attack defender. You know, he wants that. Um, yeah, I don't know that. I
2: mean, listen, health is obviously an issue, right? Yeah. There's three guys out who. Would normally be playing, for sure. Two, I think three. I think Hood Shafino will still get minutes on this team for some reason. I don't. I don't um, understand why. Yeah. Uh-huh. But yeah I don't. Hopefully. I don't agree with it. I'm just saying that it's going to happen. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, it, it. He. He's. He was getting minutes before he got hurt, so I don't see why that'll change. They're. They're desperately looking for somebody to like shore up the guard position.
1: The thing. I never. I never ever saw what they were saying he was looking so good or good at doing because. Every time never, you saw him, he looked terrible. I've never seen one thing that made me go, "Oh, that's 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 NBA
2: ready." Nothing. Well, he's nothing, big. Nothing. He's big for a guard. Ish.
1: He's big-ish
2: for a guard. He's not even that big for a guard. He's like what, six four?
0: Uh,
1: come on.
2: Well, I like mean, the
1: idea. I like the idea of. I, I tell you, I'm really infatuated with the idea that the way to go big is to put Wood and Hayes at center and to put. Jared Vanderbilt is the starting two guard
2: uh, or or sure or or radish is the two guard and
1: whatever I don't think you're gonna
2: I don't think you're gonna be able to play wood and a d
1: and Vanderbilt and LeBron in the starting lineup Oh, I think you will and i I think when Gabe Benson comes back you might even see him slide into the starting lineup. I doubt that i I think they've got for defensive purposes. I've Maybe always felt the I've always felt the ultimate adjustment to putting Wood in the lineup is is the closest thing that we have to Dennis Schroeder right now is Gabe Vincent. And yeah, but he's
2: but he's not Dennis Schroeder, right? Like he's not. He's not Dennis Schroeder, but if he starts rim. shooting, he if he starts hitting his down. shot again,
1: if he starts hitting his shot again, I don't know.
2: I don't well, think he be-
1: wants defenders in the lineup. He wants yeah, defenders I- I- in the rotation.
2: I do too. But I think that that's just like a complete and utter lack of both foot speed with wood Mm -hmm. and LeBron and lack of scoring with Vincent and Vanderbilt. That's just a lot of, that's a Mm -hmm. lot of offensive
1: load on three guys. Yeah, it is.
2: And woods, not a dynamic. But But
1: if, but if, but if Gabe can shoot, but if Gabe can shoot like he shot in the playoffs, but he, all right that I mean, all of a sudden that, yeah. changes that changes every that changes everything you know
2: or really or really or or any number sure. any number of players
1: well for sure there's no question that our start awesome. shooting shooting costs us like three or four of those losses with a out and out easily and and easily. you know what <laughs> here's an inter, here's an interesting thought for you sure. if the Lakers are really considering starting Vanderbilt or reddish as the solution at two now yep. meeting a really big team yep the question is why then does that in other words again here's the question i think the lakers are more interested in turning vanderbilt into a dead into a guard into the shutdown two guard than they are in going after alex caruso because i think vanderbilt can be what people envision they could get back with Garuso. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a
2: valid notion. I don't know that they're, I don't know that that's the exact like comparison that they have up on a whiteboard somewhere, but I think that that's the role they envision for Jared Vanderbilt is hustle energy
1: guy who gets, who helps get stopped. He guards juice so if he could play the two, makes us so much bigger as a team and helps our rebounding points in the paint and all of those things. I think that, uh, so to go back to why we're not starting Wood, I think it's
2: because he, they see him as AD's backup. Like that's what see they who has AD's backup. Christian Wood. Oh, okay. I I don't think that they're, they're going to mess with that. I think that when that that mm-hmm. that doesn't mean that they won't play together, but mm-hmm. that they're not
0: going to start together because they want that and they want to save Wood for when AD sits. I will say though, when it comes to Darvin Ham's usage of Jackson Hayes, it's been very limited. At it's been best. curious
2: to me. It's been very curious to me. I, I, there's been a few lineup choices that I just, I haven't really been able to wrap my head around as as to the why.
1: I don't. Well, if you're playing five out, Jackson Hayes is useless in a five out. That's the problem. That,
2: but that's that's just. dribble you know, handoffs
1: and set picks. That's all he can do there. So
2: what? We can only play one style of basketball like that? Well,
1: that's of- stupid. I think we should be playing. I think we should be right, playing four right. out with the dunker. Jackson Hayes in the dunker role is perfect, man.
2: Or Or c- call me crazy. Playing out of the post with LeBron and Hayes under, down low. Like that's LeBron's. We have a whole bunch of team. Team.
1: We have better players. We have better players to play one and four and throw the ball down to one of the throw it to LeBron, throw it to AD, throw it to a half a dozen Hot, guys in the Hot, post more, hey, Hot, right. than beating the guy on a five out. We don't have guys who can beat guys off the dribble, but we got guys who can beat guys in the post. That's what I'm Rui in the post. Got, We've those. got like four guys who
2: could be excellent post players. And we yep. choose, we choose not yep. to play that way. Well, not just LeBron, everybody. There's no AD in the post plays. But I, no I see them
1: doing it with Rui. They're doing it a little bit with Rui.
2: He does it himself. He gets the ball and he backs his own man down and gets into the post. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's not running a post play. Right. <laughs> that's, that's somebody saying, Oh, I got a small guy on me. I'm going to back him into the post
1: and I'm going right. to score over him. Like, We don't take advantage of that. That's the ultimate. That's the ultimate tease of Rui that he is a, he could be a Kawhi Leonard type.
2: So James Worthy was saying before the game. James Worthy was saying something similar to the game before the game last night. He was like, "They." uh, He was like, "I think the Lakers really see a lot of potential in Rui Hachimura because of his size, because of his strength, because of his touch." And I agree, but it needs to show up, and that's why. And that's why showing up last night, man, four steals—that
1: was incredible.
2: Yeah, he was. He had a great game. And so that circles back to my question. Why aren't, if we see so much potential in a guy, why, does he, why, why not start him over Cam Reddish, who has so many offensive limitations? Well, I think it's because of
1: defense. Oh, yeah, it's a defensive think... position. We need a guy at the two. We need defense in the backcourt. Rui can't do that. Good as yeah. he is, he cannot play backcourt defense. You're not going to put him on a guard. Yeah, that's probably fair. Yeah, you know, and 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 but that's and that's why we can't leave Reeves and Russell out there, they have to move one of them, and that's so, and then, move and the
2: right guy. And the chat and the chat agrees with us no more Reeves and Russell to start games, it's it's yeah.
0: over. So, right. it's the first yeah, in the pudding, right there, guys, when it comes yeah, Lakers, to the, the numbers the fast. Fast. on and on. I like the sure, idea right. of
1: Reeves and four bigs closing the game, Reeves and four forwards close this game.
2: Yeah, I was gonna say that was how we ended up last night. Well, listen. I think that both Hachimura and Reeves have a lot of potential. Obviously the Laker front office thinks they have a lot of potential. The 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 the, the, the X factor in this equation then becomes Darvin Ham, right? Yep. Darvin Ham not wanting to do something because we don't none of us really know why. <laughs> There's not a good reason that he gives us uh, after or
1: before games. And so there are a lot of wondering. but there are a lot of reasons that are in the soup that makes a coach make that decision players' feelings, the the long-term situations with them, uh, wanting to give a guy a little more chance, wanting to you know, keep motivations up and so forth. So, not- yeah, On an individual game, I don't think it matters. I, I, I think that, and especially over a long season, it probably doesn't matter because what it's all about is building a rapport with your players, building a trust with your players, and I think that, that one of the strengths of Darwin ham, when we're talking about all of his criticism of his coaching decisions, his rotations and how slow he is sometimes to make moves is his biases in certain things and such. One thing that I think is critically important and it's, it is the piece de that you have to have as an NBA coach with that ability to connect with your players. You know, to really develop a trust with your players, I so agree. that they will do that. And I think Ham, that's his—that's his special skill. That's I agree. Reeves,
2: and Reeves alluded to as much when he talked about how he and Darvin had a—not a, just like a, oh yeah, he told me, but like an actual conversation, right? Yeah. Like, this is what I'm thinking. This is what I see. Let me hear what you have to say about it. I'm sure you're not happy about this, but let's let's right. have an actual conversation, you know, human
1: to human. Uh, and that, that rubs off on the way that LeBron also deals with his people, the way that he goes into the locker room and immediately pulls Cam over and says, see, man, what I told you, I told you, I'd pass you that ball again and you made that shot. Yep. And then you've got Delo running out there to congratulate him when he sat the entire fourth quarter. Oh, D'Lo's cool. He's getting, paid. I mean, Delo has just been such a great mentor to a lot of these young guys and, you listen to Hayes talk about it and Reddish talk about it and and it's it's all it's all which none of that is the kind of stuff that I was hearing in the Mike Brown situation when they fired Mike Brown and this whole that that whole true. comparison that that I'm sorry Gerald this whole comparison of trying to to create a Darwin moment you know on the anniversary of of Mike Brown's firing I think is Totally out of league. I don't think there's even a thought in the Lakers that they have the wrong coach. They know they have the right coach for this team. But do we think they have the right coach? For this?
0: Yeah, I
2: go back. All of us,
1: but most of us do. I go back and I forth. think
0: that's changing, Tom. I really yeah. think that's changing.
2: We'll see. This is so. This is the thing, right? This is what's going to. So two things. One, does this lineup change stick? If we go, because Tom had a good point, we should be. We should at least be looking at six and one over the next 7 games, right? Right. This is yep. going to be the easiest one this, of the, the easiest weeks of the we This should be this should be a place where the Lakers gain ground mm-hmm. and like move yeah. back up in the standings. So they so better give a damn when they
1: get on the court, and not play like they did in Houston, man.
2: So if they don't, now I think you will be talking about a different type of situation when it comes to the enthusiasm the front office has about Darvin Ham because look, you can you can say like, "Oh, you didn't you didn't give me a shooting guard." or or whatever you want you, you, you got tools buddy and if yeah. you're not using them if you're not using them and if you're so stubborn that you're going to wait games upon games on games to make simple cho- simple changes that there's only one place the buck stops at that point and that's not being unfair
1: so what's that's, the simple change that you think that he has to make
2: i think they have to run the offense through lebron at the elbow for at least four or five possessions a game to break up the defensive schemes because right now the
1: Lakers are extremely. You're, you're, you, they need to change the five out set. Five out sets are not working. I don't you need know that get, they, you need to I get, get somebody, need to- you need to get some action down low where you're closer to the basket. They need to, they need to not be, we're one dimensional. Right. And this is why
2: it's easy to rebound against us. Everybody's too far from the basket. We don't. We we're not getting offensive rebounds because everybody's standing at the three point line. Yep. You can't just yell at people. You got to cross the boards. It's like fifteen feet. Somebody's already got position on you. Like like be. Some of the things Ham says makes me marvel that he was ever a player, because.
1: Uh, well, you can't can't strategize rebounding. <laughs>
2: you, you can't right, and that was like that's his,
1: what he did as a journeyman thing, player. Right?
2: This is where I'm like mystified at how bad we are at rebounding. I'm like, you must understand the value of closing the possession. You say you do yet. You stick with this inane offensive schematic because I can't really understand why it's not. And this is how he was last season with the three guard lineup. He beat it to the ground to the point where it was like, you're going to get fired this year. You're not going to be year two Laker head coach. When you miss the playoffs, you're going to get fired. And then it, Finally sunk in. Well, and no, all that, and we got better players. But like between you know letting them run a little bit more screen and roll, which we don't, we don't, we barely run two man games.
1: Well, we, but, moves, but that's what we switched off in the fourth quarter. We really saw Reeves and LeBron isolate. Okay, them but this is but is, is, is
2: this but is this the new way? Is this the new way, or was this an adjustment because we were going to lose? Four in a row on the road trip.
1: No, listen, I I don't I don't disagree. I don't disagree with the general criticism.
2: Drops to two and six.
1: You Need two to make some six. Changes.
2: Two and six is hot seat territory, man. Two and six is starting to get you know. Once you you do two, you know, or three and seven, whatever it was. Yeah, but eleven or
0: five will be. If fun. we had started another two and ten start like last year, oh, he'd be gone. That that seat is very warm, Tom. No,
2: he'd be he'd be he'd be on the way out. It would t- it would take an incredible and immediate turnaround. This is the thing. It's not. I don't think it's about his style. Well, I, you know, I think he's
1: a very congenial. congenial the one, the guy. one. Well, let me add. Let me add this before I forget this whole point. I think. I think so, you're right that if we did have a two and ten start this year, with this roster, last yeah. year's roster was really at that point in time was a two and ten roster. This year's roster is not a two and ten roster. So if we had a two and ten roster at this point, but yeah, no, nor 10 are 10. we a four and five roster, right? Like we sh- we shouldn't. We should be
2: at least a five hundred team if not of plus 500. No, I don't
1: you're not. I don't and think anybody's ignoring the fact that
2: and for a guy who built his career on toughness, who preaches toughness, we're not mm-hmm. a tough team. Now, One Give thing I want to ask
0: you, though, guys, about Darvin Ham, getting back to him again, is what Derek is pointing out in the chat, and truly appreciate him and everybody else in the chat, the best Lakers chat room that's out there, the Lakers fast break. And all the shout-outs
2: to Sean. All the shout-outs to Sean have been nice. Too, absolutely.
0: Truly appreciate it. I let Sean know that already here. Yeah, in the. Uh, I DM'd him as far as that's concerned, and just want to make sure. i into
2: the DMs, huh, Gerald?
0: Yeah, well, his DMs, and I made sure to check on him. He's he's uh, holding up, let's just put it that way, but he does okay. need your prayers and thoughts out there. Yes. I do want to make sure that Derek's uh, words, Derek Grimsley, he's in our chat saying some great things in regards to the defensive end, something that the Lakers thrived on after the trade deadline. That's part of the reason, a big part of the reason why, they made such the push that they did in the playoffs is their defense. Something we've seen not at the same level this time around. Uh, again, that's, that's a direct this, correlation
2: to Vando, but go ahead. Sorry.
0: Yeah. The team is second in the league in blocks, but as we saw with the rebounding edge, the teams are getting second and third chance opportunities time and time again. Yeah. What do we need to do on the defensive end? Of course, the offensive end we talked about definitely ditch the five out. Obviously, all the options that you guys are talking about were were excellent ideas. But the defensive end, obviously, it starts with you know getting Austin Reeves and D'Lo out of there from doing a set together as little as possible. That helps a lot as far as the defense is concerned. But what other measures can you guys think of as far as that will help
1: the defense out? Switch everything the worst the worst defensive combination that you can do is to try to fight around on the perimeter to fight around screens and then follow your guy into the key because in the key our big man is going to not allow anybody to get behind him which means he's going to keep backing up and backing up and we're just we're just live bait for floaters and mid-range jumpers in the easy area and the way to prevent that is just simply to tr- switch everything and that's what you do when you get the bigger lineups because the bigger lineups basically have the ability to step back a couple of steps not as close. They don't have to be as close in order to challenge shots. And so you're able to, to keep people in front and switch. The last thing we want with a drop coverage defense for our bigs is to have our guards follow guys and get locked up and put in jail and going around picks. You just cannot do that. You just have to switch that stuff now. The the worst part about that is it works into the hands of teams who want to isolate your worst defender. So yeah, you have to you have to to balance that by. Gonna say that that sounds like a a recipe for. If you have Reeves and Russell both out there, my God, it's so easy, you know. Um, But if you have only one guy, let's say you have Russell is the only guy you got out there that you got to cover at one time, or Reeves, only one of them is out there on the court you got four other guys who can cover for them. That makes it a lot more palatable and you have more options. But, but if you want to keep, if you want to cut down on three point shooting and you want to keep guys in front of you, there is no better way to do that than switching.
2: I think there's, there's, I think there's some hope in that scheme. I think that, I I think that it's even simpler than that though. Like we're not doing, we're not executing fundamental basketball. Shot goes up. We're not putting a body on guys. It's that simple. It's not...
1: Yeah, but nobody this, does that in the goddamn league anymore, man. This, I mean, I is, don't know how you change rocket, that.
2: <laughs> right. This is not rocket science. The first guy to put a body on somebody is, if if they go over your back, okay, maybe you don't get the call every time, but you will start to get the call. Why go over jumping the back and, and up, reaching around them to be, and get in front of them?
0: You know, I mean, what happened to... <laughs> I was, I was saying jumping and reaching seems to be the only thing the Lakers do. That's all they do.
2: Time. They 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 put you know, and that's that's that's, that's you can't blame any single one guy. That's a, it's a team wide issue. So that means it's a, a league wide issue.
1: It's a league wide issue. All of it. Yeah,
2: issues. but I mean, I I I mean, whatever. Like some people, got, then 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 you're gonna lose if you're not going to execute fundamental basketball, you're going to lose. And, like, it's great that we're all cute and buddy-buddy and we all like each other now in the NBA and we're all great pals and hang out in the offseason, except nobody likes Dylan Brooks, and he has to go to, like, the arcade by himself. But, like, other than that, like, get over yourself. Play hard. Now, one of the things... Just suck
0: it up and go kick some butt. One of the things that Derek is pointing out is the number of wide-open threes, and that's something that that you know, the, some defenses in the NBA actually are designed that, uh, you know, he comes from Mike Budenholzer, as far as that Budenholzer tree, where right. as you know, in Milwaukee, that was one of their famous things to let you chuck up as many threes as possible from the outside. And they've got you locked down on the, on the inside, as far as with the Lopez's and the Tentacumpos there. So they're going go to let you go ahead. and Yeah. They're <laughs> letting you chuck up as many threes as possible. And for the most part, it worked. Now, there were some days when if it's teams hop from three-point line, you're going to sure. lose. So your thoughts on this, guys, because it is frustrating. How do those, time... those
1: wide-open threes get open, Gerald? Well, first of all, the rotations are bad. Uh, no, but but to think that. about it a second. the, the let's, let's work backwards from the wide-open three. There's a wide-open three, and a guy drives into the hoop and pitches out to him, and that's the usual killer three, Right. For the so Lakers, the three, also not an offensive rebound, field, so. and they kick it out to a guy who has got an open three. But the reason that that guy's open is because somebody beat their man off the dribble. Somebody beat their man off the dribble, and they're in. Now they're in the, they're in. If they're in a five out, it's driving kick. If they're not in a five out, it's driving dish or driving kick, one or the other. So the thing is, if you play, if you switch everything, you keep guys in front of you. You keep guys, it's easier to keep a guy in front of you when you switch everything, which cuts down on the number of times that there is a penetrating guard who gets into this situation where they can drive and kick. It is your best defense against three-point shooting. Now it's vulnerable to being switching onto your worst defender. It's vulnerable for good passers to pick and roll and guys rolling. You definitely need to have an Anthony Davis to patrol the ground and pick up the guys who are rolling to the hoop. But if you switch everything, it... It's a better complement for the drop coverage, and it's the best way that you can cut down on the number of open threes that people are taking against you. Uh, I I don't agree with – Lifted has a
2: great question in the chat. Uh, yes. I I don't know that I would be against that trade. I just don't think Chicago would make it. Well, the first right. of all, you don't have enough right. dollars. Uh, first of all, the dollars yeah, are, are the issue. money-wise. So you got to throw another – because both – Caruso, Caruso makes more than or I, I think you make, have
0: to throw another two players. Uh it would yeah. be a four for two, uh, just to let you yeah. know, lifted because Levine's Caruso contract... and Rosen
1: or Caruso and uh Caruso Levine. And
2: Levine or D'Lo and Reeves, and where you're about, 50, about 15 yeah. million short there.
1: <laughs> so it'd have yeah. to be like D'Lo
2: Reeves. I'm not Reeves. a fan. I'm
1: not a fan of I'm not a fan of that.
2: I, I, I wouldn't hate it. Uh, but you're, it's an
1: incomplete trade because you have to put in at least another
2: right.
1: big solo adds on. to that. I'd, love, I'd, lo- I'd love to get Caruso. I don't think that we. I think we have bigger needs than Caruso, but I'd love to get him. Um, wish we never lost him. But I'm not a big DeRozan fan, even though. I, even though I admit that a DeRozan or a Bogdanovich would be a very useful tool on this team, I I, I think that the Coach that we have, the way that we built the team, that it's awful hard to go out and not make sure that you're bringing in as much defense as you are offense. And no matter what you do at the trade deadline, so I mean, I mean, I, I I see the balance. You bring in Caruso and DeRozan, Caruso can cover. You know, you got one great defender and one great offensive person. But I I would rather have Buddy Heal than. And Miles Turner, if I was going to do that type of bringing an offense and a defensive person, yeah. because you I think we need for to get over a, big... a year. Oh, for, for over for, a year. <laughs> give me Miles Turner. Oh, give me Miles Turner and
0: and for years, and, uh, Caruso. years. Caruso. Yeah. Uh, I do want to say though, big shout out to Big Sofo in Serbia. Yeah. Uh, he's up? asking who you'd rather have, Caruso or Levine, because you're talking about extreme opposites. One is a, a perimeter defender, deluxe. The other is more of an offensive minded individual who can't play defense or who doesn't want to play if I was defense. If I'm trading for Chicago,
1: that's the trade I would make. No, which one would you prefer? A Big shout
0: out to you, Big Sofo in Serbia. Caruso, it's not even a question.
1: Well, Caruso, because he's more affordable and. He's just better. You know, he's a wow. better player than Zach Levine. Zach Levine is. A you can acquire dunkler. him and still have a good team. Yes, exactly. You have to give but, up too much for, for
2: Levine. That. Levine is, Levine well, is at like, some
1: point, you need, a, you need another superstar to replace LeBron at some point, man. Do, is that really Zach Levine
2: who can't even get his team into the play-in? Well, I mean, let's be honest. We're talking about a team that's loaded for a guy like him to excel, mm-hmm. and he can't even get his team to the play-in. So that, that doesn't say superstar. Yeah, because that. he's, he's, not, a top, he's so, not a
1: top-10 player. You know? he's a he's top not a, he might player.
2: not be a top-20 player, in my opinion. Like, he, he might be, like, top-30. I don't, I don't, I don't see the, I don't. The, for me, the 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 shine is off of Levine's game. It's one dimensional. He can't will his team to win. He doesn't have that secondary skill that lifts a team, whether it's defense or playmaking or some sort of intangible like you know hustle.
1: He just I don't know. There's some teams that like, also just don't have the coaching or the management to. To yeah, really put the, together really, a team to win, the, you know,
2: Bill Donovan was able to make a lot out of nothing in OKC, yeah, and that's so I don't think it's coaching.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, no, but I, their combination of players just is always—they've always had a ceiling that was well below a championship, in my opinion.
2: But should be well above a play-in, right? That's my point. Yeah, but
1: but the and, but that doesn't. There are individual players you could pluck from a dozen teams that could be. Change, game changers for the Lakers, or game changers for okay, any particular team.
2: The money, I, I think Levine is a bad buy for any team.
1: Let me put it that way. If I a contract.
2: Sky Dwell- I would rather. I
1: would much rather have. I would much rather have. I. I think that players like. I don't. I don't know. You know, if you could give me two really elite players who could start on the Lakers, even though they weren't superstars, I, I'd be fine with that. You know, Buddy Heald and Miles Turner, I think, would be terrific for the Lakers. Endorphin, it's not that that he can't put the ball in the hoop it's that it
2: doesn't often result in a winning season and and Dorphen uh, yeah, but he he's, he's he's, a great score we do, to we do lack scorer.
1: we do lack talent we do lack a, we do lack we do lack a third star in being able to we, you can – lebron is at the end of a game lebron is like magic he's going to make the right play he's not like kobe or mj that are going to they're going to force they're going to force their shot somewhere you know um, and we we don't have that kind of guy on the team. So I don't think Zach is that guy from that standpoint. And I don't think we have enough trade assets to get that guy. No, you know? so, you, I'd much more prefer to blow our wad, if you will, and go out and try to get a really great player who can defend and score, but he may not be a superstar. A Mikel oh, Bridge, you know, somebody like that who, who has really elite athleticism on the defensive side that could really help us as well as offense? Even though he's not a superstar, I'd give up my draft picks and so forth for somebody like that. Before I, I would. Exactly. I just don't
2: think. I just don't think the. I don't Trey think is, any of those guys. Yeah, I don't think any GM sees Zach Levine as the answer to their problems.
1: No. That's what I'm getting at. But if the price goes down enough. <laughs>
2: But it can only go down yeah. so much. He's he's got a contract. He's signed for four years, so it's not so. It's yeah, well. and he's and he's making max money for right. a guy who yeah, is. But money to
1: the Lakers' future is, is a non-tax. The Lakers' future is we're not going to pay tax anymore. We're okay. going to stay. We're going to stay right where we are, and the cap is going to rise enough that it'll be fine. We'll be we'll fine. See. We'll be able to add people and keep getting better and better. Sure. Okay.
0: Uh,
2: I mean, I hope that, but we'll
0: see. No. That, they, that, they, that's, they,
1: yeah, I'm not afraid of that uh, at
0: all. Let me just to, let me just run down the numbers for Zach Levine, everyone. For this year, it's 37 million. For next year, it's 40. The year after that is 43. The year after that is 45. He has a player option in 26 and 27. That's actually a
1: pretty good contract considering what was for the forty eight.
0: Somebody's making like 70 or 80 million. So when he's 31, and you already know he has if he needs. Yep. $48 million, dollars, just to let no, everybody
1: know. That's probably a cheap contract by then, Gerald. Not a cheap contract. Uh, I, I don't that's think that's so like well, a $25 million contract. By then, that'll be a $25 million contract.
0: No, it doesn't rate, that's that's
1: like- Or maybe 30, maybe 30 million by <laughs> you should, then. You should be making deal money at best. Okay, I, I know inflation's I'm bad, to, Tom, well, but that's like, with, that's so who, like Jerry, super well, inflation Gerald, right there. Gerald, I'm, who, would you, I'm, I'm, after, Jamie, who would you go after? And Jamie, who would you go after?
0: Well, What's it's, it's no, project? I don't. I don't really like to talk about that now because it's it's November. Oh, These yeah. player contracts don't become eligible for the most part until December, January. The options well, why not talk about available. It? Well, I know. About you, it. I know you talk about it. I always pitch everybody, <laughs> Tom, even when you're not here. I pitched to them that you're on at Laker Tom with yeah. your crazy trade proposals. Yes, yeah, are, we know. I've made any crazy huh?
1: trade proposals at all recently.
2: No, okay. it's true. It's true. He's been very restrained, and it's been lovely. Let's not stir. Let's not poke. The bear uh, like yeah,
0: I don't want to put that idea in your head. I'm sorry. Well, yeah, no, yeah.
1: But, but who do? What is missing on this team, in your opinion?
0: A dynamic two guard. Well, again, perimeter defense, rebounding. You know, dynamic two guards. Guard? When you're two. the when you're one of the worst shooting teams, when you're one of the worst rebounding teams, when you're the one of the worst perimeter defensive teams. You're gonna. Where do that. I start? Where are you going to lose a back. lot of
1: replacement for Christian Wood who we're sure to lose probably. I mean, we know that having another big, the one thing Christian Wood has proven is having can't. a second big who can stretch the court next to him and play good defense is See. a winning combination.
2: So you're gonna to need to throw another like fifteen to twenty million dollars from another player into a trade because Christian Derek,
0: uh to... and and about Luca, you know, as much as we'd like to have him Miles here, we'll turn away, Mark, Mark Cuban would roll 20. over in his grave before he makes a trade to the Lakers of that substantiality. Oh, Here's no, like trade trade?
1: no, no. Luca. Oh Luca, trade Luca. He's gonna trade Luca they'd, they'd have to put him in Mental hospital, if he traded Luca, you know, even if he does,
0: even if he does the James Harden thing where he gets upset, you know, so but, upset that he wants to leave, there's no way, even if he requested to go to the Lakers, that Mark Cuban would trade no, to him. To no, course. absolutely think- not. We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break podcast. So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com.
2: I think that there's there's two ways you can look at the trade philosophy for the Lakers this year. One is, like Gerald said, you're waiting for another month and a half, month, right? Got about Then your options become more clear. They become more clear. You also know where your team is at a little better. But I think even then, the Lakers are going to wait till January, much like they did last season. I think they're, as long as they're in the mix for a playoff spot and not like wholly out of the play in games. They'll, they'll tread water like they did last season come late January, early February, they'll start kicking some tires on stuff. And that's not just the Lakers. That's most of the league at that point. And then you got, then I think you got to look at a team like Sacramento or teams that, you know, were projected to be in the mix a little more than they are and might be having some second thoughts about some of their guys. Um, I think there's some guys – I don't think they would trade De'Aaron Fox, but
0: they might trade Harrison Barnes, uh, things like that. Does that really move the needle for you at this at his this stage of his career? I think it does. I think that, that there's – I don't – I'm sorry, I it,
2: don't. It depends on what you're trying to get. Are you trying to get somebody who you're going to build around for the future, or are you going to try to get somebody who has the skills and the ability to help you win this season right now? you're not going to trade, we don't have the trade assets to trade for some young up-and-coming stud of a player. We just don't have it. We're not going to get Mikel Bridges. We're not going to get Cam Johnson. We're not going to get all these guys who are going to be blowing up the league in three or four years. We don't have it. We don't have the guys those teams want. We don't have the draft assets
1: those teams want. Well, we we might be looking for another Rui Hachimura, another Christian Wood, another... I mean, those those are all players out there that fit our mold who we've had interest in the past
0: okay so so devotion has a question for you know because tom has been fixated on miles turner for over a year now and he's asking how much how much better would turner be in the lineup over wood now the fact is they're not going to trade turner healed when they're having the most dynamic offense in the nba and they've got a six and three record so i don't know how long that will last as far as the record above 500 part but you know they're their offense right now is so dynamic, it would be hard to have them le you know, let go of Miles Turner, who is probably one of the main sources of their defense. Yeah, I don't see them all of that at this time. I don't see Indiana moving. It just
1: depends what they're offered. If they're offered a 1st round pick unprotected and let's say a twenty eight uh pick swap, those are like potentially two post LeBron first round draft picks that could be top five picks very easily that's the type of offer that the lakers have not made for anybody yet but we're starting to see now that unprotected picks are being thrown around and that's the gold that's the gold star of unprotected picks opposed to lebron lakers pick so the lakers are either going to save that hopefully to use it for replacing lebron at some point with other picks or they're going to use it to try to cash in and win one more with lebron before But they have some draft capital that it just takes the right particular situation where it could be extremely valuable. It's not a pick that's probably it's a pick that probably would get moved in numerous deals throughout, you know, through the next few years if it was actually put on the table. I think
0: uh, for me, Derek, Derek, it's too early to speculate on it. I I really don't want it it, because, commander, it's based on where those teams are at in the course of that part of the season. Plus, you know, if there are any players that that fall out of favor, you know, like we saw with Rui Hashimura. Rui Hashimura, he fell out of favor in Washington. Uh, you saw that, what had happened there. You saw what happened with Vanderbilt and D'Angelo Russell. Same thing in Minnesota. Those guys fell out of the rotation or fell out of favor in one way or the other. That's how we were able to go ahead and land those guys in the trades that we did because of what went on. And, it, you know, when you see Minnesota – they wanted to get rid of DeAndre Russell and bring in a different type of point guard. And so far this season, that different type of point guard in Mike Conley has worked out for them. So when it comes to what the Lakers and again, great question, Uh, but I don't want to speculate eight, ten games into the season. You know what players will be available because it's just a moot point. It's just like you're reaching at straws and like you're hoping and you're praying that a Luca or an individual like that or even a Kyrie Irving can come over here. Let's see who becomes available. Let's hear who the rumors are. Let's see where these teams stand in January and February. Th- then you get a better
1: idea who becomes available and who we should go after. A lot of the players that you might want to trade for too are going to be the players that were included as a filler in these trades. Because a lot of those trades end up with guys going to teams that aren't going to keep them at all, and those are the guys that all of a sudden become available in the secondary trade market. So, but people people will be waiting. Jamie's right that people are going to be waiting until somebody makes a big trade. And once a big trade is made, those players that went on the trade probably aren't going to be staying at the team where they got. So, what about the Lakers? That'll open things up and. It'll change. But, you know, the Lakers, the Lakers are going to sit there waiting and hoping that Trey Young will want to be be traded, that Levine will want to be traded, that any big name that they pursued in the past wants to be traded. Because even if that trade doesn't happen with the Lakers, it opens up all sorts of possibilities for the Lakers to become part of that series of trades that involve and then pick up key players that they could pick up two or three key players. That would make them a better team based upon how people perform in the next two or three months. We'll see how Hachimura does. Does he turn? Does he play like the Hachimura in the playoffs or yeah, like I, the regular season, and so forth? My answer to Derek's question is: It
2: depends on how well D'Lo and Hachimura play. If they play well, the
0: wholesale changes mm-hmm. again, like they did at last trade deadline, Yeah, those are the only. Basically, basically
2: you're only going to get a good player back for D'Lo and Hachimura, or or D'Lo and Reeves, one of those, or some combination thereof. You, you know. know it, it, Achimura, Hachimura and you just don't have enough salary. You can't, you can't, you can't, you, you can't not take back salary. You yeah, you have
1: to include Vincent. You have to include Vincent because he's five million, and Chafin yeah, was four million. So those that'll give you nine million that you can include along so if with. You're trading you know,
2: if you're trading three who are expected to be rotation players for one guy, mm-hmm. is
1: that? Yeah, but you've got other guys. You got you got Hayes and Reddish, which are not in the rotation in a lot of people's minds we have a 12-man rotation so we could easily trade three for one I guess I don't I don't and necessarily, I, don't, solid I don't 10, necessarily
2: yeah. agree with that logic I don't I don't see that logic but I mean I I guess you know it,
1: the problem is that it gets harder yeah. the later you are in the season because you know teams have to cut people in I
2: mean and, let's put it this way he, we were able to trade Russ right we were able to break Russ's deal up into three or four decent players and that has and that helped the team so now is the philosophy to revert back to consolidating three or four of those guys into one guy or is it to make a fringe change
1: i hope it's i hope it's to trade two or three guys for two or three guys and yeah i don't know that to get a big upgrade either at point guard or at center
2: yeah, I mean, I don't, I'm not sure. I'm not sure exactly what
1: the move is for the Lakers. Well, because it's, there's so many what's available styles. is going to determine a lot. What's, what move yeah, they no, make. I
2: agree. And the problem, the biggest problem really is that there is no – there's so very many issues <laughs> right now. One player is not going to I make the go away. One player is not going to turn the rebounding and the defense. And we the haven't tools. even
1: seen the whole team play yet.
2: And that's the other problem. Is like how if if Vando can't come back from left heel bursitis and he's what's the latest? Here, what's
1: the latest word on his
0: comeback? He's gonna get. I think he's gonna get reevaluated on Monday or tomorrow when they get back from the road trip. Because mm-hmm. that's two weeks. They said they were gonna reevaluate him in two weeks, and that two week period is around Monday. Just so, okay. that you know. so I'm thinking Monday we'll hear whether they're gonna let him start to break. Because
2: and that even if they say like, okay, now you can go practice. That doesn't mean he's going to, like, turn around Uh, and, you know, start playing. No, but it's good that
1: we've got a good seven-game stretch of winnable games while he's still out. Hopefully, by that time, we will be back for sure, I think.
2: Um, But, yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people in the chat are kind of uh, agreeing with what we've basically been bandying about here is that, like, you know, the D'Lo Reeves starting backcourt is not not producing the results. It's not producing the results anybody hoped for. And I think both players would say the same thing. Reeves basically said the same thing. He was like, kind of was expecting it, you know, wished we had been winning as it was the way it was, but we weren't. So I I make less, you know, he basically could have said, I make less money. So I was going to be the one that was going to the bench. (laughs) You know what I mean? And DLO's contracts is really just for this year, Uh, you know, Contract year for D'Lo. He's not going to bench, right? I, think no. I made the right
1: choice. I made the right choice.
2: I think so too. And you saw Reeves close the game. So uh, we'll we'll see. And this, I, I think that all this trade stuff and all this coaching stuff always happens with the Lakers because it's the Lakers because it's early in the season, and it's it's just too early. It's just too early. We're 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 ten games in, right? We're we're ten games in. It's not even. We're not even twenty percent of the way through the season, and I tr- I generally try not to evaluate the team till we're about twenty percent of the way through the season. So we're about halfway to that point. So, you know, is it the start we wanted? No. Is it could it have been worse? I suppose. Could it have been better? Of course. But LeBron's not going to come out of the seat. Not going to come out of the gates, gangbusters. I- everybody wants AD to become the next Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. He's just not. It's just not going to happen. He's just Anthony Davis, and that's fine. It's the other guys who we were counting on to step up that haven't really stepped up yet. The Reeves, the Delos, the Hachimoras. They've either been hurt. We expected more out of Vincent.
1: He's been hurt. We expected Jared Vanderbilt to play. He hasn't.
2: So there's a lot There's a lot that it goes into Imagine why. Imagine if we
1: didn't have as deep a team as we do.
2: Right. This could have been a lot worse.
1: We this could have. Up. We could be on a route for a two-and-done start. We could,
2: we, could, we could be looking at an 0 for start uh, other than maybe, you know, a game or two where we shot lights out. But like, let's be honest, you know, this team isn't built for the regular season teams like Houston, OKC, young teams, they're just going to run. They're going to run us into the ground. We've played a lot of young teams to start the season off. or we have played like teams that know what they're doing. Denver knows what they're doing. Phoenix is still figuring it out. That's why we've had a good, good luck against Phoenix. And they've been hit with a lot of injuries too. So, you just have to make your breaks where you can. And Those you got to do like, Al, you
1: know, Sundin was just killing. I mean, we had nobody defend. We had Definitely. nobody to defend without a center there.
2: Yeah. And Vincent, uh, we, I think, you know, a problem child brings up Vincent in the backcourt. Vincent, you know, is not here and he, and he hasn't played well. He has, he has he's played terribly.
1: <laughs> Well, you know, I mean, it's interesting. His defensive ratings are not bad and his no, net but, ratings, but, but but net ratings are not bad. His either. assist to turnover ratio is the best
0: on the team so right. far early sample size. Yeah, but he, he is, is absolutely on, shoot a shot is off. He is a streaky shooter, everyone. Again, yeah. that's what yeah. he's been throughout his entire career. He'll he'll yeah. go on a hot streak, he'll go on yeah. a cold streak and he started the season on a very Cold very very
1: well, cold. We, we started so cold that it was almost expected that we were going to have a hot streak like we did. Ice cold, baby. Yesterday.
0: And if and if any of the guards are going to be moved, uh, everyone out there, it's going to be D'Angelo because of his contract. Because yeah. remember, he has a player option for next yeah. summer. So, yeah. most likely, a, his it, is it, easier
2: it, to move. it could basically be an expiring contract for D'Lo. And that's, I mean, that's why everybody. I mean, that's better. why you put the
1: money together because it's right. D, D'Lo. You got two guys who are paying. Who the one guy got the MLE and one got the BAE. Those two guys are 15 million, 20 million dollars between the two of them. Yep. So there are. So let me ask you opt- this. And Delo is the logical. You, you combine those together, and you could bring back two players. Uh, Derek says, hey, Gerald, do you all believe that
0: our shooting will improve through the season because we have good three-point shooters? Uh, I mean, the averages will bear out, Derek. Uh, I don't think we're still a good three-point shooting team. I said that from the beginning. Average, uh, average at best. Uh, but we do have some career mid to high 30% shooters. We went uh, actually after yesterday's game, which we shot 44%, we went from 29 to 31% in one game. So we're getting a little bit better, but I I anticipate us being maybe at best a 34 to 35 percent team, probably around 33 34 percent for the season, just because of where we're at. But I do I do see us getting a little bit better, but that should not make us reliant on a five out type of offense when we're better suited for different things. Plus, also we need to we hit we need to hit the boards a lot better and a lot more. Yep. Uh, but let me ask you this, and this leads into through the wires question. You know, we've seen the highs and highs of this week, and we've seen the lows of lows this week as well with what's gone on in Phoenix and Houston. Uh, You know, coming back home, this is going to be the easiest week of the season as far as the the quality of teams that we're going to play. The next series of games leading into next week are going to be relatively easy, and these are must-win games for us because we have to get right. Your thoughts, though, on this past week and on this road trip, I mean, it could not have gone, it almost could not have gone any worse than it did, especially the dumpster fire in Houston. Your thoughts, how you felt after Houston, guys? How how mad were you? I've said that. I mean, I thought thought, Tom hit his teeth. Did you watch the whole
1: game, is the question, really? Yeah, I did. I didn't watch the fourth quarter.
0: I have. I had to be on playback, so that tells you the answer yeah. right there. Yeah, you you were there the whole game. But listen, this is I thought that the
2: Houston game showed us how important Anthony Davis is, even when he's not scoring. <laughs> really? Because we couldn't get a rebound. We couldn't control the paint. And that's where AD excels. And so this season doesn't work without Anthony Davis being on the floor for the majority of the games. We don't have the personnel. And and look this isn't a knock against Wood, this isn't a knock against Hayes. They're big guys, but you know, Damian Jones is a big guy. He couldn't he couldn't fill AD's shoes when AD was out. So this is the only guy, honestly, and this is weird to say, but the only guy who like was scrappy enough to come close to matching AD's production last season when he was out was Thomas Bryant. The only reason the Lakers stayed afloat in the middle of the season when AD missed like a month and a half was Thomas Bryant and Russ playing 5% better. That was it. Because there was a stretch of games where AD and LeBron were out, where I was like, this is it. The season's gone. We're not coming back from this. And they were able to actually kind of stay afloat. And that's what made that run at the end even possible, when it was different players. <laughs> but there's nobody with that energy level on the team right now. Nobody plays with the same energy Thomas Bryant played with. Nobody – until Vando gets back. And then, you know – Vando
1: can't play – and Vando can't play the five – and and your point, can't play the your five, point raises a big question, Jamie, that it. maybe the Lakers' top priority, I mean, we know we've got a huge priority at guard, but maybe the top priority should be getting another center who can I defend. Know,
2: the playoffs, AD is going to be the center.
1: Yeah, but what if he's not there? Or what if he's injured?
2: Well, then it doesn't matter. Then, if this, this is all, it, well, there's nobody we're going to get that's replacing what 80 does. Or like. what if
1: he just can't be, you know, if he's like 90% or 80%? Yeah, or then something. we're going to lose. We're, that, that. There's nobody well, we're going to. No, I, I I, think you're you're blind the point that.
2: No, I'm, but I'm. That, that
1: we really need to look at where our vulnerabilities were. Our well, biggest start, vulnerability start... was the backup backup shooting guard situation. Well, let's
0: start with this, guys. What do the Lakers need to do in the first quarter? Because the first quarter, as Magic Man said before, he had to take some time off. Through eight games, this is through eight games, the Lakers had the worst point differential ever in NBA history. And it didn't get any better by being down once again against the Suns. The Lakers, I feel, just it's so hard for them to continually go uphill each and every game. Yep. Your thoughts on what they need to do to get off to a better start in the first quarter? Play better.
1: Switch oh, everything. Thanks. Thanks. Switch that was down. so
0: in depth, and that was just so deep. <laughs> all right.
2: All right. Listen, we've, we've been, but these are it's the same things that have been we the same. we've it's, been saying it all along. Yeah, this, these are all the same issues, right? It's not
1: obviously it's, they need to play make harder, make more baskets, more, shots, about that. more rebounds. Yes, that's right. Jeff. But truthfully. The way to do that is to but, put but, the right guys no on the use, court. There's
2: no use overthinking it, right? There's no use overthinking like there's not. If the, the, you have to believe that the coaching staff is is smart and capable enough that if there was some something that they thought they could do differently, which I guess they did last night when they swapped Reeves and D'Lo, and we still got cooked in the first quarter, <laughs> so that didn't solve that. There's, the, it's it's be better. Just, just stop sucking in the first quarter. Like be ready to play we had the same issue with the third quarter last season coming out at halftime. And it was like, who, where, where'd the team go? Did what, what, what's going on
1: data? And if it's not working, change. It. But I mean, it's I wish I could, that's simple, my man. Coaching 1A.
2: I wish that it was that simple, but Darman him. It it, well, for you. Yes. For of others. I'm a fan. I'm not the coach. That's right. you got no, you got no <laughs> horses. Your ponies, your ponies are all at home. Um, I, I don't know that there's a You're not going to get a lot out of LeBron. He's going to ease himself into the game. You're not going to get a lot out of D-Lo, D'Lo. He just doesn't play with that level of aggression. He just doesn't. You can't expect him to come out and, like, look to score 15 points in the first quarter. He just doesn't play like that. Well, he's and, been playing a little bit like that lately. No, I, I, he's he's just too cool. He's too last cool for night, school. Last
1: night he was off to a quick start.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but i you know i don't know i i don't know that there's a magic solution for the lakers first quarter woes other than to be more ex- ex- execute
1: one that. good solution is play teams that aren't as tough we because when but, you look at that, no seriously when you look at the teams that we play our schedule the schedule no, in the first 9 games versus the next 7 games yeah i hear yeah it's pretty you. dramatic and no, that's, true, that's teams true. you it's, didn't expect i mean you're funny you know, <laughs> it's a funny strategy.
2: Yeah. Play the weaker teams all the time.
1: <laughs> no, it's just, for...
2: that, it's just that. Dear NBA?
1: We would like it to play. Is a small sample NBA. size and it's early and we've been injured yeah. with seen a lot of guys. Yeah. And... But I think
2: high octane is on the same uh, point uh, trajectory that Laker Tom is. We don't use our size to our advantage. And I, I tend to agree. I, I think that Jackson Hayes. Has more of a role than we've seen him have.
1: I'd actually start Jackson Hayes. I wouldn't have a problem with starting Hayes at center and let him play seven minutes in each half. Now, uh, one thing Southern Comfort mentioned
0: mentioned was LeBron LeBron back at point guard. Yeah, Uh, I think okay. If you have LeBron (laughs) back at point guard at times, I don't mind. The thing is though, who's he going to guard? The more wow, you have LeBron there, well, it's switching. Tom, didn't we just talk about the switching defense? Yeah, one of the
1: one of the problems that, and frankly, here here's but another point. Expect one of the more problems, of those One of the problems with the Lakers' transition defense is all of the cross matching. Yeah, there's. I mean, this is the thing, right? We've, we've, it's we've, a lot easier when the guy you're guarding is the guy you've got to cover on the other end of the court, rather than having to look around and say, "Where the hell is the guy in my I'm guarding?" Yeah, that's what screws up a lot of our transition defense, as well as Anthony Davis going down to the ground. You know, and <laughs> well, that's not going to stop. He's trailing. You know, a stiff wind blows AD down. I mean, he uh, and but, Embiid, he and Embiid give up so many fast break points just because they're on the ground. It's true. It's true. Um, I, you know, there's no, there's, there's
2: no magic bullet. There's no magic bullet that's going to fix the. Uh, 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 it's, it just doesn't, doesn't exist. So. They got. To, I think the key is to execute better. They they got to be better fundamentally. They got to put. They got to, They've got to re-equate themselves with the idea of boxing out and do basic stuff like that. The the solution isn't in some magical lineup change that suddenly unlocks all of these wonderful combinations that just didn't exist before. I, I don't. I don't. I, I don't see that really happening. You know, and it's not in Darvin Ham's wheelhouse to make
1: changes. Right, like that. He may have made the change that had a it, big effect. Let's see. I don't think we have the same effect in the next game. We still gave up
2: like what? Thirty six points. Yeah, in the we first still had a bad
1: first quarter Tom. Yeah,
2: we gave up it yeah. was like thirty-six to twenty-eight in the first quarter. It was just like we couldn't. Well, I up. know
1: we just need to go big in the first quarter. I mean, we'll, it's so we'll, f- simple. We'll see. Oh, there's an edit. There's,
0: there's an edit. one. Okay. There, okay. Okay. Sorry, okay. Gerald,
1: but there's a point. There's a point where frustration just one twenty six. 126. Gerald, 126.
2: <laughs> I just got it. All right. Anyway, I gotta get going, guys. It's been we've been doing this for most of
0: the morning now. Uh, I'll tell you what though. It's been great having you guys here. Jamie does have to go on this great Lakers weekend. So does Lakers, Tom, but please, before we head on out, join Lakerholics.com. It's no, Come on no by. cost. No, no, just yeah. stop on by,
1: check no it out. Off. We're always very friendly, especially so, the new guys.
0: Yeah. The, yeah. Especially new people. It's just to each other. They're not as always friendly, but oh, before <laughs> we head on out, uh, please give the hard pitch. Uh, what are you guys working on at LakerHolics.com? A
1: uh, f- fiver
2: for last night's game, still.
1: Okay. All right. I've Tom. got like uh, <laughs> this is ridiculous. I've got like eight articles halfway finished. I just can't seem to finish anything lately, so it's, it's been trouble. Uh, I, I still, I still think that we're we're running the wrong sets, and and we need to go big, and we need to focus on that. And I'm hoping that Ham is going to make the right decisions. I think all of the numbers say that our best lineups are our biggest lineups. Our best players tend to be the biggest players. And we just need to find those right combinations and and get them in the right sets. And I think that the five out is just not a good offense for us at this point in time. Um, I also think that defensively we really need to switch everything. And as we get the bigger lineups in there, I think that the, the players that we have on those bigger lineups um, are better fits for a switch everything offense or a switch everything defense. So um, I'm encouraged by what's happening with the Lakers, and uh, I'm just waiting for Darwin Ham to catch up with me.
0: Uh, oh, my gosh. There you go, indeed. <laughs> Once again, it is yeah. Lakerholics.com. Please go ahead and support the Lakerholics at Lakerholics.com. Big shout it. out and prayers go to my good friend, Sean Grice. I conveyed already your thoughts out there in the chat in regards to your prayers and thoughts to Sean. What What's the deal easy. with Sean now? I cannot comment on on the air publicly. That's up for up to him. I just say he has a family emergency he's been dealing with, and uh, he's uh, in some. Uh, he just needs your help and thoughts and prayers right now, if you can. And these people, you know, the audience is stepping up. They're conveying it, and I have conveyed that to him, and he has conveyed back to me. And to let you know out there, he is so appreciative of everyone's thoughts and love and prayers out there. So. Thank you very much. Appreciate it from the bottom of my heart that you're you're giving the love to Sean now because he truly needs it, and uh, truly appreciate it. Lakerholics.com. Please go ahead and support the guys today at Lakerholics. You can hear okay. this banter back and forth and read it back and forth all weekend, all week long actually at Lakerholics.com. Go ahead and check them out today. But of course, Jamie, Tom, great to have you here. Big shout out to the best Lakers chat room that's out there, the Lakers Fast Break. Uh, actually again, Joe Sorrell, hopefully be traveling back from Phoenix. Hopefully he'll be back with us tomorrow for our coverage. Tomorrow's coverage starts off with the pregame tomorrow in the afternoon. Then we'll go ahead into the seven o'clock game against Portland. I believe it's a seven o'clock start time. I know it's yeah, a little bit later for a yeah. Sunday game. Yeah. Cause it's usually Sunday at six, but Sunday at seven this time around. So, Sunday at 7, please join us, playback.tv slash Lakers Fast Break. That's playback.tv slash Lakers Fast Break. And then, of course, the best post game that's out there can only be found right here at the Lakers Fast Break. So for Jamie Sweet and his wonderful daughter, who looks like he wants uh, you know, to go ahead and spend a lot more time with than us right now, and deservedly so, she deserves more attention than Laker Tom, absolutely. <laughs> All right. Always great to have her here on the show. And, of course, Laker Tom, I'm wishing all of you a fantastic Lakers weekend. And we'll see you tomorrow right here as part of Lakers weekend at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.